This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. You need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine. But they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. We're grateful that you're here with us on this Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I, I, I imagine that the Republicans were pretty stunned when Hunter Biden showed up today for the hearing to hold Hunter in contempt. This is, I, I really feel from my casual. I'm not a casual observer. That's not fair to call me a casual observer. But from somebody who is not privy to all of the goings-on of what takes place behind closed doors. From the outside looking in, how does Hunter Biden not come off as the biggest punk in the whole world? Oh, I agree. After watching this today... Sleazeball. Most of America were not tuned in at 9.30 when this was happening. So everybody's going to consume this after the fact and go, "What, what the heck is this? Why is he making... Because he's making a bigger deal out of himself. Like a narcissist. And most people want him to go away. Both sides of the aisle. Yeah, I think Joe Biden... I, I don't understand how any of this helps Joe Biden. No. And I can only surmise how it hurts him. Yes, me too. Jonathan Turley reacting to this madness. Let's listen in and see what John Tur- Jonathan Turley had to say about it on Fox News. Well, in the old days, they did have that authority. They even had a jail in the basement of the Capitol. Uh, Today, it's a little more laborious. They have to vote through the committee, go to the floor, and then give this to the Department of Justice. Uh, But this was just doubling down on the open contempt of this committee. And to see Democratic members participate in this is really quite breathtaking. I mean, the—you know, you can't control when the circus comes to town, but it doesn't mean you throw on— 
the big shoes and red nose and join the clowns. I mean, this this was really a moment that should have been outrageous for all the members of that committee. He is in flagrant contempt. There is no debate as to whether he has committed uh, contempt of Congress. And he, when in showing up like this and taunting the committee again, uh, we will have to wait to see if any Democrat will do as Republicans did and vote for a contempt of a witness, even though uh, their party does not welcome that prosecution. So Jonathan Turley reacting on Fox News with Martha McCallum about the news of this morning. Uh, there's... The the big sore thumb for me in this whole situation is the comment that I've heard multiple people make now that there are cameras, extra cameras that are there that Hunter Biden is making a documentary and that he potentially just decided to make his stage the House of Representatives today. Even more gross. Yes. And that's what Bill Hemmer and Dana Perino both implied, that this was something that was obviously it was planned ahead of time, but why? And if the documentary was there doing that the whole time, then yes. I mean, you said narcissist a second ago. You're a narcissist just if you do that, let alone you do that as the hopeful climax to your own movie about yourself. I mean, you're kidding me. This guy is such a joke. I, I can't believe that the Democrats have decided to take up his cause. Everything everybody knows about him is just just go away, Hunter. And they they it's like they I guess they have to defend him because he's there now. Let me float a, a theory for you. What kind of person acts that way? Either a lunatic or somebody who knows there will absolutely be no consequences or repercussions for him. Knows that he's sitting on a presidential pardon. Knows that he doesn't have to worry about the legal side of this. He just knows he's going to get off because Dad's going to get him off. Every time we hear from the left over and over and over again that no one is above the law. Yes. I mean, you couldn't say F you to the law more than what Hunter Biden did mm-hmm. today. I don't I don't think that you could do that. It's really amazing that and it wasn't as if he was doing it alone. There were members of that committee, Democrats, who had to have known ahead of time, had to have known that this was going to happen. They were prepared for it with statements. They knew that this was going to happen. And yet they thought, well, yeah, this is a great idea. Let's do this. Um, I think he's a loser. And mm-hmm. I think that that he is. <laughs> OK, let me go out on a limb. I have no business going out on. You ready for this? Well, I'm always ready for this. <laughs> this is so stupid. So I've started watching Harry Potter movies. <laughs> you <laughs> okay, didn't let's see do that coming. Here we you? go. All right. No. Here we go. But I can only tell you what I've seen. I'm not. Listen. Don't even comment. Stop writing the comment right now. I know the books are better. I'm not going to read them. I don't have time for that. I'll read them when I retire. I'm not going to read the books. I have just in 2024 found time to watch the movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm through the third one. Is the third one Azkaban? Yes. I'm through that one. Now you're past where I know. You don't know that one? Well, I've seen the movies, but when you say which one's the third one, now I've lost. I, uh, I, don't, I don't know what Prisoner you're Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. I've, I've very much so enjoyed the movies. I have been accused of, um, what did the person on Twitter, I, I said something really stupid like, uh, started watching the Harry Potter movies. You guys seen these movies? They're pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I'm the last person to see them. But somebody said that I was, like, reinforcing the benefits of evil or something like that. And I'm like, not really. Still a Jesus girl. 
So with that being said, and also, yes, I know the books are better. Does, is Hunter Biden not the little Malfoy kid? Jacob. At least through the third movie. I don't know if there's a redemption arc that is coming. Don't tell me because I'm not there yet. No spoilers in the Harry Potter series, please. As you've laid it out, yes. Up to this point. Up to that point, absolutely. Where, where daddy shows up and is like causing, throwing money around and his, his influence around and everything. And then this little freaking punk kid, you just want to punch him in the face every time you see him. And he's snarky and he's always there. And then the curly haired girl punches him in the face. This is all I know. This is it. I know there's there are a few people who have dove deeper into Harry Potter than what I just have done. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to spoil things for you. Don't. But in the later movies, Ryan, Drago you, Malfoy, you don't have to spoil this. Malfoy Just keep gets, it to your mouth. Gets way keep into it. crack. <laughs> and he marries his brother's wife. It doesn't go X-rated, does it? Well, depends on which version of Harry Potter you're watching. I don't want to watch that one. Okay. That, that one I'm going to continue. Just to stick with the, the mainstream ones. Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge crack addict. I'm really onto something here. Yeah, I think you really are more than you know. I, I I can sense that these none of these characters are so one dimensional in any film. So I that's why it's very important that if I say that Hunter Biden, what's his name? Draco. Draco Malfoy. I remember Malfoy. Yeah. That he that at this point in time, his little punk face is reminds me of Hunter Biden. <laughs> And that's what I know about Harry Potter. Were, were you thinking that before today? You, or to today remind you of that? Yeah, but were you what? watching the movies going, that guy's like Hunter Biden? I, I'm proud to say no. I think yeah, I thought of that today. But it really is the same energy. Now that you point it out, it's like, oh, man. It's like you've got no business being the punk you are, but here you, here you yeah. go again. You bring absolutely nothing to the table other than your last name. Yeah, which is the brand. Malfoy. <laughs> Malfoy Biden, Biden Malfoy. I've probably offended most people today. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not the first time people have brought Harry Potter into politics, though. Remember the uh, My President is Voldemort Republican stickers? Oh, they used to do that all the time during HW or during W. Voldemort Bush. being Trump? I think it was, it was Bush, w. actually. Yeah. yeah, Voldemort is my president. It was like a Republican bumper sticker. You know what's really sad is since I. Throughout the movie, maybe I'll IMDb something or whatever. So now I get these Harry Potter stories. And I'm just finding out all these people who are no longer living from the movies. Oh, yeah. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Over the natural course yeah. of events. Um, also, development and update. Yes, my dad has all the albums. Mom says all so. of them. Much, much respect. Well, well one of each. Yeah. Thank you for that clarification. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me he has every printed Beatles album in the world? Yeah, he's loaded. <laughs> every That's one incredible. Of them. That's man. why you can't find him, man. <laughs> Cornered the market. Hunter says, it's ironic that Hunter is saying this. Uh, Hunter on YouTube says, and in the last movie, Draco leaves a spell book at the repair shop that has a lot of questionable stuff in it. <laughs> And then just abracadam, it all goes yeah. away. And then Hogwarts goes after the repair shop instead of <laughs> the guy who committed the crimes. It's incredible. I, now that you say it's, it. It's the Ministry of Magic. I mean, you, there are a lot of similarities. Bring him in for questioning. <laughs>
That's amazing. They haul them off to Azkaban. As I continue to watch these films, maybe that is probably going to be the only thing I think of for the rest (laughs) of the movies. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Who's that girl? Uh. I think I find myself being um, a little bit more annoying like Hermione. Is that you say name? Hermione? Hermione. Uh, Hermione. Hermione. That's what I would have gone. Hermione. (laughs) Hermione. Yeah, she's, she's kind of annoying in a... In a selectively cute way. Yeah. She gets less cute the older they get. When in the young ones, she's real cute and like, oh, that's that's spunky. The older ones you're like, oh, okay. The movies do get a lot better though. I think the the older they get and the darker they get, the better I, the movies I've are. I've always appreciated how the story has grown with the audience. Like who originally read the first book, as those kids have grown up and aged. The, the story matures with them so that you get to the end of the story. And you're like, wow, this is some, like you're saying, dark or heavy topics and yeah. stuff like that. It's pretty pretty cool. All right, Pastor, why do you bring the evil? Why do I bring the evil? I don't bring the evil. I, it's so funny to, to revisit things that everybody was going through when they were coming out. And I just elected not to participate or had things going on and couldn't keep up or it wasn't my, my bag at the time. And, like, I'm going through this. And now I'm like, oh, I remember if you liked Harry Potter, you were going to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I remember yeah. that thing. Oh, now yeah. that's me. Oh. oh, yeah. Like, I've said before that I don't love the message of Harry Potter that you can dabble in being British, but with none of the consequences. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm a patriot. And so when I watch that, I'm like, what is all this crazy, weird talk they're doing? I don't like it. I mean, I don't even like East Coast accents, let alone when you go further east into Britain. The other East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> the West East Coast. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> what's the best one? Do you know? I Actually, the last two I were my favorites. Yeah, you so it's continuing to ascend. I've heard some people say that Azkaban was their favorite. Azkaban's really good, though. I don't remember which is which. I just remember the last one. The next one one's good, though, too. Being uh, really good because they split it into two parts, mm-hmm. the last book. And both of the books. There is a ton. Here's what's interesting about J.K. Rowling. She uses a ton of biblical allegory yes. in her writing. I know that my pastor is a fan of Harry Potter, and my uh, family has a lot of conversations with him in Bible study and so on and so forth. And so we watched with my parents, who also hadn't seen them, and that was implied upon me. And I th- and I said to my husband, I go, I'm going to watch all of these through just as a consumer not diving deep, not digging things out. I just want to watch all of them and just be entertained. Mm-hmm. Because they don't really... I'm trying to think of the last time I was that entertained by movies. And I think it was Endgame, mm-hmm. which I also watched none of the Marvel movies when they were in the theaters. Went back, thank you, COVID, brought us time together. Like the the first kind of breach of, we're not doing this anymore, the way you say, was getting together with my parents at our house and watching... One of the Marvel movies from Captain America. What's the first soldier? Not the original Avenger, Aven- oh, Avenger the first, first Avenger, Avenger, or whatever. If you watch it in like the timeline of the story, mm-hmm. not the, the timeline that they timeline. were released. Yeah, we so we watched all of those movies. That was so awesome. I think we've gone through and done that maybe four more times since then because that was twenty twenty, and the arc of that story into Endgame is just so entertaining. And I mean, it's 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 a it's a jaunt. It's a journey. Like it's a, it's emotional. It's mm-hmm. good storytelling. And 
I know that I'm not I'm not the person who's seeing the most movies. There's a ton of stuff out there that I haven't seen. I'm working on it. Um, but the Harry Potter franchise, we just said, okay, fine, let's do it. My my seven year old daughter, she's like, everybody at school always talks about Harry Potter, and I haven't seen any. We're like, you want to watch it? Are you sure? She's like, yeah. So we're really doing it for her, and they are kind of scary. It, that we've actually stopped. So mine are nine years old. We've we've stopped them at a certain book and movie, uh-huh. and said, well, every year you get older, you can read the next one okay. because they do get pretty intense. They well, get they get darker. I was not prepared for the spiders. I don't even remember that. Two. Well, I'm oh. trying to forget it. <laughs> okay. I just didn't watch it. And pretty much everybody in the room didn't watch it. They just watched me not watch it. It was awful. <laughs> it is entertaining. I actually had a, a memory, too, from seeing that Harry Potter film. I actually did see it in the theater. One of my friends, good friends at the time was a huge Harry Potter fan. I met her late at the theater to watch it with her. I didn't know that it was the second in a series, so I hadn't seen, like, I, we, I sat down, didn't understand anything that was going on, and she's like, oh, well, in the first one, blah, blah. I'm like, the first one? What are we talking about? I'm <laughs> seeing a sequel? I didn't even know that. And then within about 20 minutes, the spider started going all over the place, and I just left. So I didn't actually see the film. It's amazing how old those are. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, 2001. Uh-huh. Because, well, that's one of the things that I would look up and you see how young these kids are and how dramatically they age, which mm-hmm. th- I know that I'm saying things that everybody knows and I'm just finally arriving. But uh, in Azkaban, I said to my son, I go, he looks like he's your age. And then they say that they're in uh, the equivalent of eighth grade or 13 mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, he is your age. My son's 14. So you could, I could, you could just kind of tell the progress that they were making. So. You know what I really regret doing? Not being the guy who didn't watch any of the Marvel movies until after Endgame. That was me. Just no, you, no, no. I mean, not watched any of them at all. Not post date watch them. Like really be into just the Marvels and all the stuff that's come out just recently. Oh no, I haven't <laughs> just, watched any. Just of to those. be a jerk to all the real Marvel fans. Uh uh-uh. uh I, I I do enjoy watching something take the country or the world by storm, and then waiting for its completion. And then being able to jump into it, I dedicate like two or three months of my life to it. When I, I always say to my husband, we watch Sopranos over the, our, my maternity leave, Game of Thrones we watched after the fact, West Wing we've watched after the fact. Um, and I just will look at my husband and say, people dedicated a decade of their life yeah. to consuming this. And waiting a whole week in between each episode, you start watching them at 10 o'clock at night and it's 4 a.m. You're like, should we watch one more? <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right. Well, if I'd love to know what y'all's favorite Harry Potter movie is. Don't give me any spoilers, though. Hunter Biden is Draco Malfoy. Up until movie three, though. I'll let you know as we move through these if I change my opinion on that. Maybe I will. Maybe you already know that I will. Stick around more any Friday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Show in a minute. Welcome back to the Eddie Fry Show. You guys know who Kaylee Cuoco is? Yeah. Yep. Big fans? Mm-hmm. I love Priceline. <laughs> that's, that's the only work I'm, I'm familiar with from her. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I have been a fan of her since, what was it, Eight Simple Rules? How do you feel about Flo? Uh, Flo's got her moments. I think she writes some of those ads. I think she's the stand-up comedian. Yeah. That landed her that gig. Stacy something. She can't be that important to I you. I saw her, she was, she, she, I saw her in like, a, I was watching a movie, that was, I think it was like Blades of Glory or something like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, Flo! that's Flo! Yeah. <laughs> Come up to me, call me Stacy. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco, this is from Fox News. Kaylee Cuoco's flight attendant training for a television series couldn't prepare for an infuriating incident with a passenger in real life. Do you just assume that someone like Kaylee Cuoco flies private? I don't know why I would assume that. But it's weird to think about her just being on the plane next to you. Yeah, that, isn't that weird that these major stars sometimes they they are people take pictures of them being on planes. You're like, oh, yeah. I guess he's just flying commercial, just well, like usual. Like, why wouldn't you though? I mean. I, I guess at a certain level of wealth, you would fly private, but maybe she's she seems like she well, would be well, at there. least first class or whatever that is. So What's you, is she? Wasn't she Big Bang? Yeah, yeah. and Big Bang it's Theory huge, right? made a lot of money and at the in, end of that run, and they're in syndication. Yep. So she's got to be doing just fine. And then the, I'm sure Priceline's paying her pretty well too. Uh, Cuoco, who stars in quote the flight attendant, Reese end of quote. Uh-huh. Recently shared a story of her experience flying with her now nine month old. Uh, daughter and her boyfriend Tom Pelfrey. According to Fox News, the Big Bang Theory star was a guest on Jimmy Kimmel, and I saw this story being reported. And I want to know. I'm not going to tell you what I think about this. I'm going to let you guys react to it first. Are you familiar with the story? I saw the headline, but I didn't mm-hmm. read it. You're not. No. Um, she told the host she was quote so terrified about flying with Matilda, her daughter. Cuoco noted that she and Pelfrey took every caution to prepare and try to make the flight over Thanksgiving as seamless as possible. The couple even brought a sound machine to help Matilda get to sleep. Okay. So she's crying on the plane, she said. She finally falls asleep, and she's on Tom, and the sound machine is on, and we're finally like, ugh, sigh of relief. The steward comes over, and he's like, hey, one of our passengers would love it if you could turn the sound machine off. And I'm sitting here like, oh, my God, oh, my God. This is her quote. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Apparently she has good writers. (laughs) (laughs) She added... And I can feel Tom be like, hey, ask the passenger if she wants to hold our screaming child when we turn it off. I mean, ice went into his veins. Kimmel offered sympathy for the flight attendant who had to relay the message to Cuoco and Pelfrey. Cuoco agreed while noting the couple were so angry with the fellow passenger. So then when we landed and it was the woman right in front of us, we get up and now Matilda's like, haha, life is great. The lady turns around and she goes, oh, so your daughter does know how to smile. It was in that moment where I understood why women end up on Dateline. I could have strangled her. 
Okay. Is let's let's leave the oh so your daughter can smile line out of it because there was a boiling point that existed before that really snarky rude line. I think we can all agree that nobody wants to hear someone say that about your child. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> nobody like, wants to hear that, that. That having a passenger turn around and say, "Oh, so your daughter does know how to smile." Like, there's no way that that can be delivered and received in a complimentary, nice way. Yeah, probably not. Up until that point, is it appropriate to be bringing a sound machine onto a plane that can be heard by other passengers? I I don't know. I guess it depends on what the sound machine sounds like. Because if it's one of those white (laughs) noise, yeah, if it's one of those things, like just it's a fan noise or whatever, there's just nothing. I wouldn't think that would be a huge problem because that's kind of what a plane does anyway. I think yeah, it's, I say. it seems like you're just turning up the natural volume of a plane. I don't, I don't know how, why that would be a huge problem if it was working. Now, if it's not doing anything, then and if for some reason it's louder than I'm able to hear my movie that I'm trying to watch in front of you, then I guess it could be a problem. You think if you were sitting in front of somebody who had a, a white noise machine and it was audible enough for you to notice and hear for the duration of a flight, it wouldn't bother you at all. If if it's drowning out the sound of a child screaming, then I think I'd rather No, hear. the child was asleep. That's what she said. She said that um, that the child was, I just read it. Hey, one of our, let's see here. Now I got to go back. She finally falls asleep, and she's on Tom, and the sound machine is on. And they had this sigh of relief. Okay. So the baby is asleep, and I would agree with you that the ambient noise of an airplane is soothing in and of itself. But Kaylee and her husband, or boyfriend, I should say, believe that there's an additional sound that is needed to be maintained through the course of the flight. So, she, I, you know, the implication here is that she turned the sound machine off. I guess the kid didn't start screaming because she didn't say that that was part of the the story. No, my, my initial reaction is that I don't know that I would be bothered by it. But it would depend on how loud it was. If it was really loud. As the passenger. As the ex, yeah. You would not be bothered by it. I don't, my initial reaction is no. What do you think? I'm pretty good at tuning out like background noise and white noise lends itself to being tuned out. So I, I wouldn't really, white noise wouldn't have bothered me. I would have more of a problem if like it was their music or their movie. Like a lullaby or, or yeah. something Yeah, like that. that would bother me more. But if I heard a lullaby, I'd be like, oh yeah, they got a kid. And I'm always trying to show extra grace to parents that are flying with kids. Agree with that. Do you, do you think that the default though is not to be playing things that are, audible for other people to hear. I mean, cuz to me, the solution the easiest solution is that passenger should have put their headphones mm-hmm. on. Like you can't board a plane without some sort of gear for your ears to help make your teeny tiny space peaceful how you want to have it. I mean, I will put headphones in and turn on white noise on a plane if it's particularly noisy or if there's always a loud talker. The one who is eight rows behind you and is telling you all about the trip that they're taking. And you can hear it all. Their voice just permeates the atmosphere. That's me. <laughs> Are you a loud talker? My voice projects pretty say well. The last time I flew with Ryan, he just wouldn't stop. Yeah, He kept telling people where I lived. 
That's true. That is true. You know, I was like, knock it off. We're flying to St. Louis. See that lady right like, there? She's yeah. on the radio. You want to know her address? Don't say it now, please. I had to tell him stop, and Brad had to tell him stop. Both of us had to be like, stop. It's it was it was just small talk with a stranger. For whom? You just share your address then. No, no, that's inappropriate. I don't think that. First of all, the passenger asked the stewardess, steward, as she said, which I don't even think you're supposed to say anymore, but if she says it, we can say it right. I don't know if that's how it works. The passenger asked the steward to do something about it. Is that better than asking yourself? I, Ooh, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if it's Kaylee Cuoco, I probably would ask because I'd say, you know what? I feel like I know you a little bit. <laughs> So, so, uh, so I can boss you around. So since, you know, we have this relationship that you didn't know we had, uh, would you mind? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tough to turn, especially turning around and talking to somebody. It's just awkward. The thing about it though is, is like anytime you go through a third party or third medium, it's hard to convey tone. Yeah. And I feel like if you, and talking to the person yourself face to face helps you control your tone as well. I feel like if the person was close enough to me and it was that big of a deal, I might say something myself first. I think in the air, you should go through the steward. I don't think you, you, if if your tone is the nicest tone you could ever tone, that doesn't mean that person's going to take it that way. And the less you have passengers interacting, if I were a flight attendant, I would not want them, I would not want passengers talking to each other. Man, the most annoyed I've ever been on a flight. And this has happened a couple times. Is you have a kid behind you, who's probably sitting on somebody's lap, or maybe not, depending on the age of the kid, just kicking the back of your chair over and over and over. It is the most annoying thing. And I still try to have grace in that situation because I don't really know what else to do. Because I'm not. If if you ask the kid stop kicking my chair, they're gonna remember for five minutes. <laughs> I, I really don't know what to do in those situations to answer your question. I think the appropriate thing to do is talk to the flight attendant. And they should be able to gauge, too, if it's an appropriate ask. They're not going to ask something that's inappropriate. And they do it all day, every day. Yeah. I don't understand. If, if, if somebody made a comment like that, though, at the end where she says, oh, so, you're, so you, your daughter is capable of smiling, I'd fight that person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I, don't, I would use my words, but... I would not, that would, after a stressful flight and you're doing everything you can and somebody wants to make that comment, I wouldn't take that. Eh. I don't know. Flights are tough because you are just in such close quarters with strangers. And sometimes the strangers are very weird and smelly. JS says, oops, please, if you can't take a screaming kid, drive. As a parent, you should not bring anything that makes noise in a public situation. I kind of, I kind of believe that. And I think you need to try to do, you, you, you need to identify that parents often, probably not all the time, but I've never, I've never seen, I've never been personally in a situation where there's been a noisy kid on a plane and the parents are anything but maximum stressed out, very aware. They've been dreading this moment. Everything is melting down and all they want to do is land and get off the plane and when you see that they are in that mindset, I can't have anything but sympathy or empathy for them. And I'm glad when I do see parents in that mindset, not that I want them to be all stressed out, but at least they're thinking about it. Because when you do see parents who aren't, that's when you go, okay, 
you you need to come in with a plan here because you are affecting everybody around you. And if you don't care, somebody's going to have to make you care. Scooter says all it took was one screaming baby on a flight from Lambert to LaGuardia. And I bought the best uh, noise control headphones I could afford. That's what you got to do is you got you have to control what you can control. And I don't feel I don't really think that you should be bringing noise machines onto planes. And I think that's. A step too far. And if you're saying that it's noise machine or crying baby, everyone's going to pick the noise machine. Uh, so you're doing the best you can. But this other woman, put some headphones on and mind your business. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long could the flight be? It's pretty wild. Visitors for Thanksgiving. All right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's discuss at YouTube live chat poll time. Whose cause is helped by Hunter Biden's surprise appearance at the House hearing today? The Democrats get some help. Do the Republicans get some help? Or the Hunter Biden help his own cause? We want to know what you think. Go to the Any Fry YouTube channel in the live chat portion of today's live broadcast. You can vote. We'll read those results and get our reactions and yours as well when we return. Uh, let's see here. Andy said he's just creating more attention for himself. Doesn't seem like a good idea to me. Uh, Russell says, I voted Hunter. Not sure why I think it helps him. Maybe helps his documentary, but don't think it helped Dems or Republicans. Just another clown show. Let us know what you think. We'll be back in just a minute. I believe that T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hunter Biden should be held completely in contempt. I think he should be hauled off to jail right now because it wasn't long ago, two of my friends on the other side of the aisle, um, that you also believed in the, the power of a congressional subpoena. Not long ago at all. You believed in holding those who refused to comply with a congressional subpoena accountable. And I stood with each and every one of you. I am the only member in this room today who has held a member of my own party in contempt of Congress for not showing up for a subpoena. And I see nothing but complete hypocrisy on the other side of the aisle. That is Nancy Mace. If you are unfamiliar with the news today, the big story that just kind of popped out of nowhere was the contempt hearing, the committee to hold uh, Hunter Biden in contempt for not for disobeying the, the subpoena to do that private deposition Hunter Biden decided to show up for the hearing and sit in the front row. I We haven't said this yet, but I need to add this in right now. I am 
it, it, it is without a doubt the worst thing that he did that he got up and left and made a scene on his way out. Yes. Like he showed up for 10 minutes. I don't know that that's really being discussed in great detail right now. It's not just about coming in to sit down. He was there for like 10 minutes or something like that. Yes. Yes. There is, there is a very, very good point to be made right there that I don't know that anybody has said this yet. If you watched what happened this morning, I, what's the guy's name? Uh, Markowitz. Is that his name, Brad? Markowitz. Uh, he's the Democrat who clearly knew that this was going to happen ahead of time. So he's giving his speech about why it's great that Hunter Biden has showed up today. And he keeps addressing James Comer and saying, hey, you said you said that he should show up and that we'd have this discussion. You kept saying it. And I had to give him credit that if Comer said that and that this is a result of Comer saying that, then so be it. But then the purpose of him being there would be to have that discussion right there in the open. Then he leaves. <laughs> you just undermined the whole point that you were trying to make in showing up. Well, it was Marjorie Taylor Greene was the next one up. And if there's anybody sitting there, said, all right, let's do it. Let's light this candle. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. And so the minute that Markowitz gets done and Marjorie Taylor Greene starts to speak, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, Apparently, whoa. you're afraid of my words. Whoa. Uh, here goes. <laughs> oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. What an S show. <laughs> it I mean, was a to train bottom. wreck. No doubt about it. Yeah, just because she starts speaking, it's not as if like, oh, well, she scored some great points. But the whole point that they were making was uh -huh. undermined by him leaving. Yep. Would you have liked it if they would have said, let's put you under oath right now. Pull up a chair. Uh, part of me would. The, the, the reality TV in me would have. Well, Kaylee McEnany and uh, a couple other people on Outnumbered were saying that that's what they should have done. Emily Campagno, who is a lawyer. She was saying that, too. Like, they had him right there. They should have done it right there. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't... You're not really ready for it, though. So I, I understand why they wouldn't. It, it does undermine the idea that there is a purpose for a private deposition first. Yes. YouTube live chat poll for today is whose cause is helped by Hunter Biden's surprise appearance at the House hearing today? Democrats, Republicans or Biden? Who benefits? Uh, I do think that this is Republicans that benefit from this, not in a really strong, tangible way, but just for the, the bulk of America, if they pay attention to this at all, they're going to go, man, this guy, what is this guy doing? <laughs> it's not going to benefit Hunter Biden other than, like Russell said, he's going to get some footage maybe for a documentary. That might benefit him. Uh, it's not going to benefit Democrats. is that? It's like so stupid. <laughs> it's, it's really amazing. I mean, this is the level of politics that we're talking about now. It's so, it's, it's like... You go from scandal to scandal, and people can't even hardly keep up anymore because it's like watching a soap opera being involved in politics now. You know why it should make you angry, though? Because what they're doing is they're screwing with you. Mm -hmm. They are taking it so unseriously. They're taking you unseriously. They think that this type of behavior, as unbecoming as it might be, is going to be somehow or another beneficial for them along the way. They don't have any respect 
for the process, for the system. I, I, it, it really makes no dramatic sense for me. We were going to talk to Will Sharf a little bit about it, but he, as we mentioned in our conversation with him at 125, is on the Trump legal team and was in court sitting next to uh, Donald Trump at that hearing that he showed up for. And if you don't believe me, just check out his Instagram and see the picture <laughs> of a sketch artist that Will is greatly offended by. Um, so he's in a lot of meetings. He said he didn't get to like really dive into everything that was going on with the Hunter Biden stuff. But like what purpose does it serve? And the only conclusion I can come to is that any publicity is good publicity. That's it. It's so but it's. I'm not somebody who huffs a lot about the decorum of the chamber and these things. Like when the, the Fetterman thing about not wearing a suit, I was like, this is just silly and stupid. But when oh. it gets to this point, I'm even rolling my eyes and going, come on. There, yeah, there is the, nothing being accomplished by this. The Fetterman thing, people sent him there. Mm-hmm. Nobody freaking sent him. Hunter Biden there. He was subpoenaed and told you need to show up at this place at this time. And he said, no, I'll come when I dang well, please. And sit in the front row with your, your lawyer sitting (laughs) next to you. Um, It's just, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's like keeping up with the Kardashians is now keeping up with Congress because it's, it's ridiculous. Some of the stuff that they do and it's just for attention. Who do you think benefited the most, Brad? Uh, man, I don't know if anybody benefited the most. I, I didn't def- make that an option. I, I know it definitely <laughs> wasn't Hunter because I think people are going to start digging into this. So maybe, maybe the Republicans benefited the most, but it wasn't much. Yeah, I think that the Republicans get the hedge on this. Katie says Hunter proved he is a brat. Agree with that. Hunter said really unsure about who it helps the most, but I am flattered by how much attention I have gotten today. His name is Hunter. <laughs> and Kyler said, I'm going to have to say Republicans. He's just showing American how, America how totally spoiled and privileged he is. We've got about 200 votes here on the Andy Fry YouTube channel in the live chat poll for today. Whose cause is helped by Hunter Biden's surprise appearance at the House hearing today? 26% of you think Hunter Biden, 33% say Democrats, and 42% voted that the Republicans' cause is helped, even if it's just a wee bit. Thanks for listening today. Check the Annie Fry Show podcast. We had retired Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg on today in the 12 o'clock hour, Dory Murdoch in the 1 o'clock hour, and Will Sharp. Great conversations there. Mark Reardon on 97.1 FM Talk next. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 